recording and then I gotta share my screen so you can hear the music. surprise for you guys an off-season questionable for sunday episode connor man good to hear from you good to be back on the podcast chopping it up with you in a little off-season talk what's going on eric how you doing man i am doing great and actually you know right off the bat i want to say we're just diving into it we have we're just going for it uh from now on i want you to address me as champ uh you know like uh ufc fighters or boxers when they win the world title people call them champ and uh, as the eig world champion uh, I want you to now address me as champ instead of Eric. Uh, a hard pass. <laughs> you know, I, you know, Eric, I was watching a YouTube video recently. Because, you know, I think everyone knows me as the commish, and everyone knows you as the namesake of the league, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I was watching this YouTube video recently, and it was, uh, um, the, it was the TNT crew, um, and they did an NBA, like, all-time player draft. Have you seen that video? No. It's from a couple years ago. You should actually watch it. It's pretty funny. Um, Charles Barkley has the first overall pick, and he totally shanks it. Uh, but there's a point where um, I want to say Kenny the Jet Smith drafts Jerry West, and he says, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm drafting the logo. You know, if it wasn't for Jerry West, then, you know, the NBA logo, you know, wouldn't be there. It wouldn't be what it is, you know. And then Chris Webber chimes in and says, you know, if it wasn't for Jerry West, the logo would just be someone else. And that reminds me of you, because if you weren't in the league, we just have a different namesake, you know? We'd probably be named after your brother. Not true. You know, maybe Spencer, maybe Curtis, I don't know, maybe Jordan. But, yeah, you know, that's how I feel about uh, how I feel about you, dude. You know, uh, you talk about how, you know, I, some people will call me the namesake. I feel like another name last year that people would label me as is the bully of the league. And, uh, you know, last year I would always try to, you know, push that label off i would argue against being a bully but uh starting now officially i'm embracing the identity Good. as the bully of the league my fantasy my fantasy accomplishments are incredible my defense is impregnable and i'll eat your children praise to allah love it wow <laughs> all over the place with that one i mean th to be honest the first step for anything is acceptance so i'm happy that you've accepted your place as the the school bully I also think that, you know, people who call you the bully, like, being very soft, okay? Like, if, 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 if what you did last year was bullying, like, people are living too much in their ivory towers and, I don't know, maybe still t uh, still off the teat of their parents, something along those lines, because I really don't think you went that hard. But I do think, from your perspective, you should lean in. I think this year, I want hotter takes from you. I want you to be more mean to people. And... I want guests to come on the podcast and bitch about how mean you are, or I want the continual texts of, wow, Eric offered me this trash trade. Take a look at this, Connor, so I can laugh to myself and then bring it up later. Uh, they'll be leaving the pod with tears in their eyes because of the spiciness. They'll be incoming. Uh, I don't think anyone will. No, not with your monotone <laughs> voice. I don't think people are scared of you at all. You're a family man. All right? I know people that maybe strangers don't know that you own your own house, but we do, okay? And we know who you are, man. You're Eric, and your dad. I'm an adult. I, you know, I own you this are house. An, I'm not. Yeah, you are an adult, but when you say I'm an adult, that kind of takes away from being an adult. If you have to announce it, that kind of, you know. Ugh. Whatever. Put some respect on my name. I'm officially, the bully <laughs> of the EIG. Uh, but you know, we got some segments we wanted to get into today. A little bit different, obviously, it being an off-season pod versus, uh, you know, what we had flowing during the season last year. Uh, but quickly, we wanted to jump into, you know, some off-season storylines. And we wanted to start, you know, what's what's new with everyone going around the league? And, uh, of course, I asked on the Discord today if anyone had anything to say about what's been going on with their lives. And, uh, of course, I got uh, pretty much nothing. So, uh, Connor, let's kick to you, man. What, what, what's new with you? What's new in the life of Connor? Quarantine Connor down there in Portland. What's going on? Quarantine Connor. Well, my, my sister had a baby, so it's Uncle Connor now, oh, which is pretty long. sweet. Um, uh, baby's pretty, pretty cute, uh, little girl. So I've already got, um, I've collected all the uh, algebra and geometry books that I have in my old room at my parents' house. I'm going to start moving those over. Got to get her on there early. Maybe start off with some multiplication tables, maybe some powers, 
Um, I think when I was in kindergarten, I was in the kindergarten, first and second grade, like multi-age. And I remember the second graders telling me all the powers of two. And I was just like so impressed. So I just want to give her that gift. So when she gets to elementary school, she'll be respected by her peers. Besides that, not a whole lot. I mean, it's man, it's so tough, man. COVID plus wintertime in the Northwest. That's brutal. Like it can't be social. It's dark all the time. But luckily for us, things are looking up. You know, it's starting to get uh, the sun stand in the, the sky until like 8 p.m. At least in Portland, it's probably similar in Seattle. Um, it's it's kind of nice. People are outside. Uh, I went for like a, a hike the other weekend and I came back and I grabbed some food on the east side of Portland. And I have never seen why. Well, I, I mean, I have just pre-COVID. But since COVID, I've never seen so many people out doing stuff like enjoying the weather, getting a beer, getting some food. And while I was waiting for my food, I actually saw a naked guy like walk right in front of me while I was on the street. And that's just Portland, though. That's just Portland, baby. You know, that's how we do it down here. Did you say anything um, to him? No, but the, the door cash. You know what I'm saying? No, no, I didn't even notice. No, so I, I'm trying to do this thing like personal improvement. Don't look at my phone as much. So I was standing there waiting for my to-go food, and I, I didn't have my phone out. I was just kind of, you know, enjoying the scenery, thinking of stuff, whatever. But I was hanging out with all like the DoorDash and Uber Eats drivers, and I all I'm looking, I'm like looking out of my feet, and I just see like these legs walk by. I'm like, what the hell? And then basically he walked. This guy's just butt ass naked, and he walks right by the door dash drivers and one of them is just like this bigger lady just goes like oh my god boy you crazy oh are you naked are you serious are you crazy oh my god you need help so that was pretty awesome i really enjoyed that part of it yeah that lady who was young if i I had to guess i would assume she's white uh (laughs) you'd be wrong actually but you know props to you for not seeing color and race My, my second question was how big was it Oh, I didn't. No, that's the thing, though. I didn't see it because I, I just saw his legs, you know, um, as he walked by. So no comment on that. But I, what I will say, though, is the first thing I did notice before I saw the legs is that one of the ladies on my right was laughing because uh, she saw it early. So that's not a good sign. Not a good sign at all. Not a good sign. Uh, so you may be, you know, what's what's going on with Eric? Oh, oh yeah, Eric, Thank, by the way, asking, Connor. namesake. Well, I had more to say. You interrupted me. Oh, but, you know, sorry. Go we ahead. can talk Go about ahead. you. Go now. Ahead, no, no, no. You know, EEIG, the league, you know, it's EEIGpod.bean. I, I see how it is, Eric. Eric, how are you doing lately? I'm doing good. You know, I got my first my first Fauci ouchie last week, the Pandy, you know, purifier. Got my first shot, that Pfizer. Shout out Pfizer gang. Uh, you know, I uh, I wasn't qualified for the shot, but I still signed up. I got it. Hashtag white privilege. So, you know, halfway there of, you know, being out, you know, out of danger potentially from covid so you like to see it uh what else have i been doing uh procreating so well i mean you're you're a fertile man everyone knows that baby number two is on the way uh due september 11th if it's a boy it comes on that day its name will be osama and i'll be converting to muslim praise allah you're gonna convert to muslim (laughs) that sounds like something an educated person would say also, everyone, uh, for those of you who missed it earlier, Eric announced that he's an adult. But uh, yeah, that's that's me just ha- you know hanging out, uh, praying for fantasy football to get here, yeah, so actually. you can you know be less productive at work. Yeah, I, honestly, man, it th- there's gonna be a couple changes this year though. Uh, I know we're gonna get dive into it. I'm really excited for fantasy, but I'm a little bit concerned about the league as a whole. I'm talking about the NFL and some of their changes. And how that will affect fantasy, but we can dive into that in a couple minutes. But what you know, what else? What else is new with you, Connor? What's what's been what's been uh, what's been happening? What's been happening? Um, I'm probably gonna move. Stuff. Oh, where are you moving Uh-oh. to? Uh, oh, I'm gonna stay in Portland. Just gonna gonna move out of my current place. Uh, I might make a job switch in the next couple months. So uh, down the DL, which is why I'm saying it on this podcast that is publicly available. And yeah, besides that, I mean, just you know, just going. Day at a time, baby. Big changes. Big changes on the way for the commission. Um, you know what? Actually, I will say something, though. I I went back to some of the league history um, just today because I did reactivate the league. So everyone got an email about it. And, you know, I realized that I think that uh, there's not enough respect put on my name. Not only am I a, a league champ, but also I have multiple top three finishes as well. And I think that over the past couple of years, my record has not 
than as it should be. It's been a little lower. You know, it's been a couple down years for Connor, for the commish. And I look back and I think to myself, why? You know, why is that? And I, what I realize is that I'm I'm probably putting too much of my heart and soul into the podcast and not into the 4 a.m. free agent pickups as you are accustomed to. And so this year, I'm definitely going to be more lazy than ever when it comes to the podcast. I'm going to try a lot less and hopefully my record this year will be much better than last year. Yeah, you're giving away too much of your good insight on the podcast, not saving it, you know, for the, you know those waiver wire runs or free agent pickups. So, you know, that's probably why you're you're diving down the standings. But you know, let's jump into some football. Uh, Connor, you quickly wanted to go over kind of some of the big offseason moves that have been happening in the NFL. Yes. How that may potentially impact you know our fantasy league. So, so why don't you get into it? Absolutely. Well, the big one, I mean, I think everyone, this is on everyone's radar. I mean, not only did my phone start vibrating, it also started playing like an, a Spotify song when this offseason change happened. Giovanni Bernard, RB2, picked up by the Bucks. Now, he actually uh, wasn't initially cut by the Bengals. He was, they came to him and they said, hey, we'd like to give you a pay cut. Uh, and he has so much respect for himself that he said, you know what? I'm a, I'm an adult, as someone in this podcast might say. I'm not going to take this pay cut. Release me. And so they did. And you have a, a viable pass-catching running back on the market. I think this is actually not that good for Joe Mixon. I think he works best as a one-two punch kind of guy, as being the one. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. I know that you have a lot about Joe Mixon that you're going to want to talk about. He's one of your boys. I did see also that there was a lot of um, people around the league trying to pick up Geo. I saw the 49ers, maybe the Seahawks were involved in that. Personally, I think a lot of this comes down to some of the salary cap issues because of COVID, that the salary cap is not as high as people predicted. So there's a lot less money in the pot. So a lot of people, including um, a lot of veteran players, are not getting as much money as they think that they're worth or that they should get which is leading to a lot more shuffling than we see and a lot of people who are still free agency uh, not getting picked up yet. So, I don't know. I think big things for Gio ahead. I mean, take a look at Tom Brady and some of the other pass-catching uh, running backs that he's had. James White. I mean, James White, awesome player, took a complete nosedive when Cam Newton took over the reins, you know? You even go back. What was that other guy's name? Uh, uh, he was in the 40s, played for the Pats a while ago. You know what I'm talking about? Shane Vereen, another great pass-catching running back for Tom Brady. I mean, Rexburg, the yeah. guy – Rex Burkhead, another one, who also took another nosedive when Cam Newton took over. So I think there's a lot of potential there. I think he could return to his RB2 ways, possibly. And we'll have to see how much he goes for in the draft. Yeah, future Super Bowl champ, potentially, too. So big you know, yeah. big moves happen for Gio. Uh, a couple other ones. You know, Kenny Galladay moves to the Giants. Pretty big signing there. Sam Darnold gets traded to the Panthers. So it looks like he's going to take over for, for Teddy Bridgewater there. Might be. Oh, we'll between those the... two, which one is a uh, bigger impact move, in your opinion? Um, As far as, like, fantasy or, like, on their actual team? Fantasy. Uh, I don't – I don't. yeah, Kenny Galladay, I don't know if I love the move to the Giants for him. I feel like the drop, like, Stafford versus Daniel Jones, who would you rather have throwing to you? Uh, definitely take Stafford. Um, I feel like in Detroit, like, he was, like, the main guy – as far as the whole offense for Stafford to look at um, when with the Giants, um, with Saquon obviously and uh, Daniel Jones not being maybe as prolific as a passer, it maybe doesn't help him. And uh, Darnold, I don't know. I'd just be curious to see how he does change the scenery. Obviously, uh, a lot of guys do much better once they leave. Adam having Adam Gase as their coach. Yep, true. Um, definitely some solid weapons to work with there. Uh, McCaffrey coming back healthy. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, who. He was pretty good with Robbie Anderson in New York, so uh, I don't know. I like it. I like Darnold with the Panthers there. Uh, there's also, you know, some other NFL news that's happened um, regarding season length, um, so that obviously is going to impact us. But we kind of just wanted to talk about maybe some some potential changes that could happen with the league. Um, and Connor, as the commissioner, you're the one who's officially going to be making these changes, so I'll, I'll switch this over to you to talk about some of them. Yeah, absolutely. Now, everyone knows that EEIG League, EEIG League is not a democracy. Um, it's probably more attuned to a parliamentary republic. However, I think that there are some changes that could be made that would make the league a more fun and enjoyable experience. 
And then there is an, a for sure change that we have to make due to changes with the NFL itself. So let's go into that first, actually. I'm going to switch the order on the uh, the doc sheet. So NFL is moving to a 17-game season. That's a huge change for fantasy. So, I mean, I'm not really sure how we want to tackle this. You know, I think that we are fully against – beforehand, we were fully against a Week 16 championship. I think we should be fully against a Week 17 championship. And I am proposing three different options that we can move forward with. We can do kind of what we always do which is have a 13-game season. Um, we have the play-in week of week 14, semis week 15, and a finals week 16. Or we could go to, because we don't really know how, this would be more of a prediction on how teams are going to handle the week 16 and week 17. We could go to a 12-game season, have the play-in week uh, be week seven, uh, 13, semis 14, and finals 15. Um, or we can go to an 11-game season, which means that, which I think would be interesting because it means you play everyone one time only, um, which is kind of like a Premier League, I guess, except they play it twice. But then you'd have week 12 would be our play-in. So that'd be the, the last seeds trying to get in because we do want to keep that first round by. And then maybe we could do either semis, 13, finals, 14, and 15. So we have a two-week finals. Or we could do a semis, 13, 14, and a finals, four, or 15, 16. So that means we'd have a two-week semis, and a two-week finals. I just want to throw out a couple ideas for everyone and kind of judge the room a little bit. So if you feel opinionated on any of those, please talk it up in the Discord. Uh, maybe I'll make a poll to see where people's hearts are lying. But I do think that we're gonna have to make a change because of the 17-game season. Yeah, and it's and you got. I don't I think you may have it the written out a little weird because it's 18 weeks total, but we don't want to play week 18 because the eight, week 18 would be the last week of the season, assuming that. It'll be similar to week 17 of previous years. Oh, fuck. And I, I just said everything wrong. Yeah, so we could actually go to a 14. <laughs> we could go to a 14-game regular season or do two-week semis and two-week championship. Why, why wouldn't you interrupt me, dude? I'll just let you go. But uh, Oh, are you not paying attention? All right, let me see. We have – there's – I don't know. It, it'll be interesting because just given it's a new change, we don't really know how teams are going to play it out. Like, are they going to – are some teams going to rest guys for two weeks? I don't think so, but it's possible. Um, will it just kind of be like it was, but just shift up to that, you know, week 18 being that week that people rest everyone if they're, mm -hmm. you know, in? And kind of week 17 is the new week 16 and so on. How do we want to How do we want to adjust that? Do we want to keep the regular season the same and change up the length of the playoffs? Do we want to change, keep the playoffs length the same, change up regular season? There's definitely some flexibility so yeah, chime in. What do you think? What do you like as far as changing the schedule format? There's definitely there's definitely some ways we can work with it. There's lots we can do as far as how we how we flex our schedule. Yeah, and I also want to say something that uh, something occurred to me when I was making this list that it didn't line up as well as uh, I thought it was because I saw something I saw an article about how to make the change in your league, and it and, and for my memory, all the playoffs were two weeks, and then when I put it in here. The playoffs for the 11 game season the first one was only one week but that's okay so we could have an 11 game season so we still play everyone one time but then every playoff game is a two-week match so that would be interesting or i think we should that honestly that'd probably be my option a or one i mean it's not, i don't really care just yet and then the other option like you said eric would be a 14 game season and then keep the one week playoff match so. yeah or we could do you know however many game regular season it is one week for the play-in matchups so those four teams the two buys obviously the two teams obviously have buy those other four teams have a one-week matchup and then playoffs are two weeks after that like there's a lot of flexibility yeah. obviously yeah i'm, I'm so, fine with that too uh hopefully some people will chime in and kind of um give their take on what they see what they think is best and then uh as we get closer to the season obviously we still got a while um i'm sure we'll come to you know what we feel is best and you know, I feel like this is the first year of it, so we can um, – it can always change from, from there. If we do something this season and we don't like it, and then we can see how kind of the schedule plays out with how teams play their rosters, um, we could always make another change in the future. Yeah, so. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a made-up fantasy league, right? None of it actually matters. It just – the people who do the best are just revealing to everyone else that they have absolutely no lives and spend way too much of their free time looking – at trying to pick up imaginary players on their phone. So, I mean, at the end of the day, none of this matters. We're all on a hurling rock in the middle of space, and, you know, it's a government's going to take our guns, dude. That's what really matters. Am I right? It's a simulation, so, you know. Oh, that's right. It's even real. That's right. That's right. None of this is real. 
Uh, anyways, but then we also have some stuff just beyond the schedules. Maybe some potential league changes we can float out there. Uh, again, if you guys have strong opinions on any of these, make sure you let us know. Um, so I, one is that uh, we we looked into moving away from ESPN last year, and one of the platforms we talked about was Sleeper. Sleeper did not have the auction format last year, so that was off the table. But they do have an auction format this year. Well, it's so, not implemented yet, but as of last week, they had a news release saying that it's going to be ready for the upcoming fantasy. So it sounds like so it'll be ready, yeah. I know, yeah. Connor, at one point on the pod last year, you were shitting on Sleeper, saying it doesn't have a website, which it does, but it, it does. sounds like you're coming around a little bit on Sleeper. No, okay. Well, see, you know, this is classic Eric, just making up different parts of history, changing history, okay? I've never been against Sleeper. In fact, I felt like I was one of the people who brought Sleeper to the forefront, like, two years ago, when I when I was hearing through different, uh, you know, channels in the world that it was a, a, a very positive place to do fantasy football i did partake in well i guess i took over a team in a sleeper league last year and i thought that it was pretty positive i liked it a lot i didn't really like the format um the ui but that's mostly because i think i'm accustomed to espn so i kind of hate every other ui but also there's a lot of uh you can like give players nicknames you can upload like different things to your team there's a lot more customization but there is a lot of like emoji bitmoji bullshit you know that probably caters to like 12 year olds who play fortnite with you eric so it's hard to tell, like, if it's going to be okay for us adults. And yeah. I know that you did just say that you are an adult. So hopefully it's okay for you if we can confirm that you are, in fact, an adult. But I do think that it's something we should take a look at. Uh, so that's probably going to be some, another poll that we have up, the possibility of the sleeper. I think it would be really interesting maybe if we – I don't know. Like, this, do you know if sleeper has anything else besides football? I don't think so. I think they have basketball. Um... Well, maybe we can do, like, a, we can make a really late basketball league and or something and look at it, you know, yeah. just, just to – fart around with because i think it's something that should be we should take a look at it for sure you know we're trying to always make the eig league the best and uh, best in the brightest yeah best in the biz uh another one you write down uh was talking about a di- dynasty format um yes i don't know if that would be switching this league to dynasty or creating a new one that's dynasty um, uh wow well i'm not i'm not trying to create a new one i know that some of you guys are in a dynasty but i do think it's it's the t- topic we bring up every year um, I think it'd be fun as someone who's never done a dynasty league. Now I know that you are in a dynasty league with some EEAG folks. T- tell me your opinion on dynasty versus no dynasty. Uh, dynasty, like, yeah, I, it's just a, it's a, it's a fun format. I'm definitely a fan of it. Um, there's some things I like about it more than the like traditional season long, but there's other some other aspects of season long um, that I do enjoy more. Um, you know, I'm a, someone that's in multiple leagues, so I kind of get my fix of different types of leagues. Uh, I know that's not the case. Well, that's why everyone. I asked you for your opinion to evaluate the two. I mean, I love both of them. I there's you know, I don't I don't have any strong opinions here on like which one is better. Useless. Um, Useless. I feel like as a you know as an original EEIG member, I kind of like the idea of keeping it the same. Um, mm, a traditionalist. You know, it's a very it's a very conservative viewpoint, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, People say the same thing about gay marriage, by the way. Eric. Exactly. <laughs> that is true. Um, <laughs> I don't know where to go from there, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a look at some of the other potential league changes. So, also it would be interesting, right? I think that you... Yeah, with, you wrote down IR slots, which is something we need to talk about, too. How we we basically brought in IR spots this uh, past year because of COVID. We had a couple... We, I think we. Should, I think that was pretty positive to bring. I think it was a pretty good success. I think it's pretty it was, positive. It was a I think, solid move. I think we might want to cut them down though, because COVID's going to be hopefully out the window yeah, by the time yeah, the season knows. comes around. We'll have to kind of monitor um, yeah, the situation. Yeah. See what it's like. Uh, Definitely. Hopefully by then it's you know a lot more under control, more people vaccinated. It's not as big of an issue. But uh, I do. I do like the the aspect of the IRS slot. This kind of gives you that flexibility when you get put in a shitty situation of like someone being out for a long period of time or someone you know being ruled out the day of the day of the games. No, definitely. Um, and then on top of that, too, uh, another change that we've been farting around with the past couple of years is moving to a two QB or a superflex league, which are uh, from what I hear very similar since superflex everyone just plays a quarterback in that spot unless let's say there's no other quarterback possible you can play someone else so it's similar um yeah honestly last yeah. year i was pretty much against it this year i'm open i know that you're a fan right yeah I have, this one i do have strong opinions on i, I am a fan oh of finally Superflex. coming out of the woodwork uh, 
I feel like in our, our current, like a standard fantasy roster construction or like our fantasy roster construction, uh, quarterback is like one of the less important positions. Obviously, the quarterbacks score the most points, but there's so many quarterbacks, like 30 starting quarterbacks and only 12 teams in the league. You're always able to find someone who's like serviceable uh, at the least. Um, there's 32 starting quarterbacks. Yeah, 32. This, this exactly. isn't the NBA, by the way. And so like it's a the value of the position is like low. It's like one of the least important positions, I would say. But like in real life football, quarterback is the most important position. So I think when you add in the super flex, it kind of you know makes quarterback a very important position in fantasy. Just like in real football, it's a very important position. It's a good argument. I like it. I think that's something I'll probably make a poll on in the in the Discord because um, in truth, I think that looking at the last couple of years, it's either you draft a quarterback and you play him every week and you don't even think about it, or you draft two like me last year and you always play the one that play, is going to do worse that week, which sucks, or you're Ben and you draft three and then only play one. So if you're not me or Ben, you're basically just taking one quarterback and playing the same one. I yeah. feel like it'd make things interesting. You ben, know? ben should be a fan of the Superflex because like if he – he could just keep drafting, like drafting three quarterbacks would be the move if we went to Superflex the league. So see like, this, that's ex- you know what, that's classic Eric. That's ex- your statement that Ben would be a fan just goes to show you that you don't understand his arg- his his decision making and how he goes about things. He overdrafts quarterbacks because there's a positional. Well, I mean, you, he's trying <laughs> to trade them away to. Uh, increase the other parts of his team, right? People pick a quarterback and they suck, so he wants to trade them away. Like, mm-hmm. adding in a super flex means that it's going to be harder for him, in my opinion, to trade away quarterbacks. I think if I had to make a conjecture, I would say he would be against it. Uh-huh. Or he'd be for it and he's down to mix up his strats. Who knows? Yeah. We'll have to see. That'll be we'll thing. have to ask him. We'll have a poll in the, in the Discord, so uh, you have to keep talking. But yeah, those are some changes we've been talking about. Uh, and again, if you have strong opinions on any of the things we brought up, make sure you, you know let us know because you know we're we're men of the people here in, in the EIG. Um, last year we had you know some a lot of great segments. Uh, you, you look back on kind of when we, when we revamped the podcast. Shout out AMAC. Uh, we brought in lots of contributions from people. You know, lots of new segments were injected into the questionable for Sunday. You think about it. You know, there's Jerry's Berries. Uh, we obviously had the diss track from Tristan every week. Um, we had some shitty gambling picks from Joe and Joe knows. Um, but there was one segment that might, that might have stood above them all. Um, some would say like an Emmy award winning level segment. And we're bringing it back today, special off season version. Um, our man is here, Connor. You have your sources. You, you've talked to them and know the ins and outs of the situation. So my question to you, does Miles Sanders have COVID? Now, I have my source on, on Skype right now. Um, oh, sorry, I'm on Microsoft Teams with them. Excuse me, Skype is old school. Let me just quit, send them a quick IM to confirm what they've just told me. Let me, I'm quickly talking to my source. Okay, I'm, I'm seeing the dots. They're, they're typing back. They're going to respond. Miles Sander does not have COVID. Back to you, Eric. All right, some Adam Schefter level reporting there from Connor, so we appreciate that, and that, that is, does Miles Sanders have COVID? Um, our next segment here, we want to talk about uh, our our new work distractions. You know, obviously during fantasy football season, uh, I know for myself, I can I can speak for myself, Connor, probably for you too, you spend a lot of your time at work, you know, tinkering your lineups, checking checking the waiver wire, looking through possible oh trades, building you know, your fantasy football team. For me, I'm building it into a champion. Um, for you, you know, just trying to avoid the toilet bowl. You don't want to get last place, but you know, you know, building your team. So now that fantasy football, I'm gonna put here, this shit all year. This is gonna be the worst EEIG <laughs> year for the podcast ever. Eric won and now reminds everyone multiple times a week. That's, that's champ, not God. Eric. Excuse damn me. it. Yeah, champ. Not, that's not gonna happen. Uh, but you know, now since the football season has been over, you know, what have you been doing during your work day to kind of keep keep you your you know your mind easy? Yeah, uh, classic. You know, this has uh, uh, this is this is Connor written all over it. This segment, obviously, because it's like a fun segment that people would probably like to hear about. So uh, I have my top three work distractions post uh, fantasy football. Because you know, you go to work, maybe you get a cup of coffee. Now I know a lot of people working from home now, so it's different. But like in the before before times, when you most people would go to the office, maybe you go in, have some coffee, check your email, maybe 
fart around for an hour, and then it's like that 9.30 to 10.45 period where, like, you've got a lot done. You don't, you know, lunch is coming up, but it's like you could kind of do whatever. It's like maybe I'll go take a dump. Maybe I'll go check the waiver wire. Let's see who I'm playing this week. And we don't have that anymore, or at least we haven't for the past couple months. So I've had to fill my time out other ways. These are my top three distractions, my work distractions, post-fantasy football. Number one is uh, watching YouTube on my phone in bed until lunch. You know, with the whole work from home situation, sometimes you wake up, not a whole lot to do, you know? And sometimes you wake up, you see there's not a whole lot to do, and you're like, well, if there's not a whole lot to do, maybe I won't even get up. Maybe I will just hang out here on my phone watching YouTube clips of different historical wars until lunchtime. And yeah, sometimes maybe I fall asleep at 10, wake up at noon. Who knows, dude? Maybe a little cat nap here or there. But uh, yeah, you know, because of the lack of fantasy football, I definitely find myself as a zoomer on YouTube. Uh, number two, top three work distractions while uh, post fantasy football would be uh, my favorite thing to do at work is pretending to be on mute when someone asks me a question, even though I'm not on mute and I'm totally paying attention. But I just want to like have a little bit of pause, make sure people are noticing that, hey, yeah, it's my turn to talk. I am important. I am needed here. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Was I muted? Did you not hear me? I just like gave this great answer. Let me just back up and rehash it. So that's one of my other work distractions. And then my third work distraction post-fantasy football is chess. I am playing some chess on my phone. Now, you know, a lot of people out there in the world who play chess, they started when they were like four or five. They're fucking geniuses at it. They've been doing it for years. I That's not me. I know that everyone knows I'm kind of a nerd, but shocker, shocker, I didn't play chess as a kid. Also, I lost my virginity in high school. Suck it, Eric. <laughs> so one of the fun parts about playing chess is against these strangers over the internet is that not only do I get my ass kicked, but I also do some ass kicking, which is actually quite fun. And it's one of those things where you can just pop in a quick three-minute game, you know, you just move some pieces around. Who really gives a shit at the end of the day? It's all a simulation. And so, yeah, I've been getting my ass beat by 12-year-olds in chess recently, which has been a nice work distraction. So those are my top three. What about yours? I know uh, Joe and Spencer have been uh, – they've gone into chess a little bit too, I think. So. Oh, really? People will have to have like an EEIG chess tournament. That would be actually hilarious. <laughs> I uh, Blitz. I only play Blitz, by the way, uh, oh, Joe and Spencer. Yeah. Add me. Add me on chess.com. My name is the Con Daddy. What's up? Same as my Insta. Yeah, at, uh, at Columbia Elementary, the elementary school firehouse, they used to have chess club, and it was uh, it was like a certain day of the week, and you'd get to play like ten matches during the hour. You just like rotate around the tables, playing people in chess. It was a good time. Nice. But yeah, chess. Chess. I haven't played chess in a long time, but I better start practicing if we're gonna have an EIG tournament. I think that the competitiveness will make us all It'll kick in. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, what have been my work distractions? Uh, I've gotten into the NFT space, so uh, the NBA Top I knew, Shot. I knew it, dude. <laughs> NBA Top Shot. I don't know God, if you, you, know if you uh, have heard, heard of it, it or gotten into it. Uh, yeah, Joe's, Joe was harassing us for, like, a week about it on the Discord. Oh, yeah, so I've, I, you know, I've been dabbling a little bit of that. I've also been getting back into, like, actual physical sports cards. Uh, the market has, like, boomed during the pandemic. Obviously, people were just, like, bored at their home sitting around trying to buy shit. So uh, sports cards have been one of the things that have kind of blown up during that time. Uh, so now on Friday mornings, I uh, drive back and forth between different targets, uh, hoping to pick up new product and then sell it on eBay for more than I paid for it. Um, so that's... Wow. All right. <laughs> so that's been... Uh... Hey, you got a family to feed, so respect. Exactly. <laughs> So, you know, this... uh, how, how, question, question, how much you think that you're up doing that? Well, I just started last week was the first time I went. Started, oh, so, so, dude, you, t you, t you talk about it like you're doing it a lot. You've done it once. I'm right? going last... again on Friday. Oh, go. It's going to be twice. Uh, but last I'm going to double the amount of times this week. Last week, I got uh, <laughs> six right. packs of basketball cards. Oh, nice. I see. And I uh, okay. listened on eBay. A couple people have been hitting me up about them, so I'll probably be able to sell those soon. Okay, uh, nice. Which nice. you returned it. Uh, I paid five bucks for each pack, and then I listed them for like twenty bucks each. So, wow. pretty solid. And I bought three boxes of Pokemon cards. So I have three Elite Trainer boxes. If you're in the market for them, uh, I'll sell them to you for uh, fifty bucks. Eric, just earlier this podcast, you announced you're an adult, and now you're telling the world you're buying Pokemon cards. Yeah, dude, Pokemon cards are booming too. So, you know, you either got to get on the hype train or get off of it. 
Fair and, enough. Uh, Actually, can I say one thing about Pokemon cards is that I just got the Pokemon cards from my childhood from my parents because they're trying to clean up some stuff. They found it in the garage, so I have all these holographics, so, and I'm gonna try to sell yeah, them, dude. I'm gonna see how should, much money I can on make. On eBay, there's like you can send them into places to get them graded, so they get like a, out of ten grade that increases the value if you, they get a good Ooh. grade on them. All right. So you have to look nice at hit. them, see what the shape, you know, how good of shape they're in. I'm gonna retire off this shit. Exactly. I wish I still had my Pokemon cards, but uh. I think I gave them away at a garage sale for like five dollars like 15 years ago. So whoever bought them might have a nice return on their hands. Um, and what else have I been up to? I don't know. Nothing new really. So I don't really have a third one. But uh, but yeah, that's been you know quarantine life for Eric. There you Ch go. Changing diapers and all that kind of fun. Making stuff. babies. Love it. Exactly. Uh, speaking of, you know, I mentioned hype trains before. We wanted to get into our, uh, some 2021 hype trains, and uh, you can explain this one, Connor. The hype trains discouraging some plays. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to talk about some of the hype that we have coming or going into the year. There's been some movements in the NFL. Some players are rising, but also players are falling. And so I thought to myself, what is the opposite of a hype train? That's a discouraging subway. And so hype train is someone who's rising and a discouraging subway someone who's falling so how about i kick this one off uh my hype train my main man ryan fitzpatrick you take a look at how well he played last year when they were benching him for tua not out of skill or talent but because they want to develop tua and they wanted to tank a little bit right because that's dolphins were basically tanking but they were playing well they actually you know they're playing too well so that's why they got rid of Fitzpatrick or Fitzmagic. Now he's on the Washington football team. On top of that, the football team, they're pick 19, okay? They're not going to get one of the top quarterbacks this year. I don't – maybe they'll pick a, a later round quarterback, but I don't think – maybe they'll stick with Henneke or whatever that guy's name is Heineke, uh, as a backup, yeah. But I, I honestly think that the the Washington football team is in a position where they can compete this year. So I don't think they're – they have no way they're going to get a first-round quarterback that one of the top, top four, you know? I also think that he's going to have full reins of the offense. I don't think they're going to try to d develop Henneke and put him in randomly like Tua or like put in to uh, Henneke for the first half and then they're losing and put in Fitzpatrick and he magically has a comeback victory. I don't think they're going to do that. On top of which, the wide receiver core over the past year and actually we're going to say 13 months has gotten substantially better. Okay, so Terry McLaurin, everyone loves Terry McLaurin. Last year, I think they drafted Steven Sims, who kind of emerged last year as a viable uh, pass-catching uh, option in that offense. They, this offseason, they added Curtis Samuel and Adam Humphreys. I think those are two underrated pickups. If your fourth-best wide receiver is Adam Humphreys, you're doing okay, you know? Arguably, maybe the second or third-best wide receiver core in the NFL. It'd be hard to have to say that they're the first, but I think that they're up there. And you have Ryan Fitzmagic, who came off a great year. I think this is an opportunity for him to be a fantasy relevant again. I think this is a great, going to be a great uh, option for him and for us as we pick maybe possibly two quarterbacks. So he's I'm on the Ryan Fitzmagic hype train all aboard. Um, my other hype train goes to Samus Sugandis. Uh, do you know who that is, Eric? <laughs> no, not aware. Okay. So this guy is a uh, – he played basketball at Tulane, which is crazy. Um, oh, sorry, Samus Reyes. My bad, that's his name. Uh, he just got signed by the Washington football team as well. Okay, as for a tight end, he's 6'6", 230. He runs a 4'6", 540, is a 40-inch vert. And he's never played a lick of football in his life, okay? <laughs> <laughs> On top of which, let me just, uh, just make that uh, spelling correction. On top of which, for those of you like me, myself, who have played a lot of Madden, you know that when you watch the Madden news every week in your dynasty or fantasy or yeah, your dynasty season, and you look at the prospects, the Madden made up prospects, if a prospect is playing coming from a different sport or it was excelled in a different sport, they automatically have quick or superstar development. So what I'm telling you right now is that Samus Rays, he has never played a down of football, but he's a future Hall of Famer. Hype train all aboard. Oh, I guess a deep sleeper for, for next year's draft. Oh, for sure. And then let's go into my discouraging subways. Now, just to rehash, that's people who are not on the hype train. I'm listing the top three running backs of 2020. Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley. All three of these guys, they either have injury concerns, fumbling concerns, or they just flat out suck in the terms of Ezekiel Elliott. 
If you look back to the auction that we had, McCaffrey went for 68, Elliott went for 60, Barkley went for 55. Those are the top three paid running backs from last year's draft. I think they're all going to suck this year. I'm staying away from them. Now, keep in mind, I said the same thing about Todd Gurley last year, and he, he like would somehow chanced himself into multiple touchdowns, even though he has like a only one leg. I don't know how that happened. But you take a look at some of the other options um, around the league, and I think that things that there's been a lot of upheaval. You know, I think that those three guys have been the top guys for two or three years. I don't think that's going to be the same way this year. I uh, I'm probably not going to draft them for their price or the price that they go for in the upcoming auction, and so they're on my uh, discouraging subway. Damn, some bold, the bold takes there as far as the running backs. Uh, I like Barkley this year, but uh, I'm indifferent on the other two. For me, Hype Train, Joe Mixon. I was obviously a Joe Mixon fan last year. It didn't really work out uh, since he got hurt, but I feel like uh, that offense coming back, Joe Burrow, year two, they're going to draft an offensive lineman, hopefully bolster their offensive line. Mixon was getting like 20-plus touches a game last year before he got hurt. Uh, I feel like there's going to be a more productive offense, and he's going to be a pretty solid piece of that, so I like Joe Mixon this year. And discouraging subways, I had two, Jalen Hurts and James Robinson. I know Jalen Hurts was, like, real flash in the pan at the end of last year. I'm just not totally buying in yet on him being, like, uh, you know, 16, 17 weeks, however many you need him, uh, whole season starter. And James Robinson, I just feel like new staff coming in. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence bolsters their passing offense i feel like robinson has got like all of their his team's carries last year he had like 90 something percent of their team's carries and uh, i don't think that's going to be the case this year um so i feel like he definitely sees a dip in production um so yeah those those are my two discouraging subways boom uh do we want to talk about rookies uh how about how about we pick a rookie that i'll go first so i'm gonna choose a rookie that's gonna that has not been drafted yet, but will be drafted in this upcoming draft. And I'm gonna say that he is gonna be um, one of the top players at his position. All right, and I, does that make sense? Yeah, like who's your favorite rookie? My favorite rookie. Thank you. Thank you for translating it for for the layman. So I got a uh, Chris Smart knows that we got a boy. Actually, excuse me, Curtis knows as well. We got a boy we play a game with. You know him as well. Uh, a game we call Hell Let Loose. We play with this like 50 year old guy named Joe Dirt. He talks like this. He lives in New Orleans. He's got this super low voice. He gave me some good tips on Easter candy recently, but he has been talking up uh, Jamar Chase. Now Jamar Chase, wide receiver for LSU, took the year off from COVID. Honestly, Joe Dirt said he was probably the best wide receiver to come out of LSU in a very long time. And there's been a, a couple good ones, right? Justin Jefferson, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. I think there's a couple other ones I'm missing. But, I mean, that's a pretty stellar wide receiver core over the past 10 years. You could even make that like five years. But I, from what I've heard, the guy is a physical freak. He took the year off, which I think is a good choice. So he, he you know, he hasn't busted his body last year like a lot of these college guys are. That's a whole other argument as to why we should be paying these players in college. And I think that he's going to really shine in the NFL. What about you, Eric? Who's your favorite rookie? Yeah, I like Chase a lot. I like the pick there. I'd be uh, curious to see where he lands. But um, yeah, the funny thing is, Brandon, I, I went feel back like and uh, at my it'll be pretty solid. Uh, so this is against some mock drafts. See him like you know, pick six, pick seven, pick eight. That would be uh, you know, Denver, Miami, Carolina, Detroit potentially. All potential landing spots for him. I at this point, I kind of feel like wherever he goes, he's going to be salt production right away so i like the chase pick my pick for my favorite rookie fantasy wise is going to be kyle pitts the tight end out of florida i feel nice. like he's a game-changing tight end uh, as a receiver i think uh, atlanta's uh, really looking at him um i feel like atlanta's going to stick with matt ryan they're going to try to bolster that kind of pass catching core with kyle pitts and uh he's going to be an instant impact guy right away so uh that's my favorite rookie right now for the uh for this class you think the Falcons will take him at four? Uh, I think I think they're strongly looking at it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I could see it. And uh, we have a matchup we wanted to talk about. Uh, been in the works for a while now. Hopefully, we'll see it happen this summer. That is the Hovey versus Connor one-on-one basketball matchup. Obviously, very highly anticipated. Um, with one half of the matchup here, Connor, I want to check in with you. Uh, have you been training for this matchup? How are things going? How are you feeling? Um, you know, maybe 
kind of like maybe a few months out potentially from this matchup going down. Give me your thoughts. Um, have I been training? No. Am I worried? No. Am I going to win? Yes. That's Next question. I, I mean, I think that there's definitely uh, a hype train on going on Hovey's basketball skills. And, you know, I had people on last year that proved my point. You know, people who've seen me play and they, they talked about my positives and, yeah, some negatives, you know, if they could find them in my skill and my talent. But, you know, I think uh, I really haven't been practicing. I haven't shot a basketball since the challenge started. Um, yeah, I'm not really too worried, to be honest. I think that this is all I think you guys are blowing smoke up my ass. I, I, I'm not really too concerned whatsoever. So, yeah, I'm curious to see uh, if any training has been going on on, on Hobie's end. I know he's uh, he's getting married here in a couple months. So obviously, you know, there's some bigger things on his mind outside of the one-on-one -on -one matchup. But I know <laughs> I'm sure once that day is done, his 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 mental will be focused solely on on that matchup. Um, so it'll be uh, curious to see what's going on there. So you don't have any insider details on his uh, training regimen, do you? Uh, no, I, if I had to guess, I'd probably say it's very minimal um oh, at this point perfect um similar to mine very similar to yours is probably what i would say so uh, i don't think anyone anyone has a leg up in training at this point um i find it hard pressed that hope he has touched a basketball in, in quite some time so um and, you, and yet you still think he's gonna win <laughs> I, I mean do you do you want me want me to like give my give my thoughts set a line on this matchup sure set a line yeah, yeah. Uh, if we're going to like 11 if we're going to 11 let's set uh, a line you know, on, honest, honest thoughts here from me. Uh, at their at their peaks, if if we had the Connor at his peak and Hobie at his peak, I would definitely. Take I'm not talking peaks. I'm talking I'm, this summer. I'm giving my analysis this right fall. now. This right. So at, analysis at their peaks, Hobie at his peak, Connor at his basketball peak. I would take Hobie in the matchup. I feel like Hobie is it was a pretty solid scorer in his day. Connor, I would think as more, Connor, I would describe more of as a glue guy. He does the things that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. But those don't necessarily uh, translate to one-on-one. -on -one. Um, but if you're, we're talking about it's my line, we're talking about present day here. Uh, I, as, as if I were to set a line, I would kind of be more saying a line and who will be in better shape for the matchup. I feel like the the cardio aspect, the physical aspect, the exertion uh, that we put out would be a hard-fought matchup. So I feel like that is going to play a large role uh, in who comes out victorious. And uh, if I had to give my pick on who I would put more trust in, as in like putting a little, putting the most time into this matchup and showing up in the best shape, I would take Connor. So wow. if I had to set a line, I think I would like Connor as a small favor in this matchup. Uh, I'll lay Connor as minus 115 and uh, Hobie at plus 120 for the matchup if I had to wow. lay a line right now. So I'm All laying right. Connor as a slight favorite. My, that, uh, that line could obviously move. Um, based on any new information coming out. Um, but the, that's what I'm going to say for right now. That just proves that my tactic of only showing my webcam from the neck down has been working over the past year. So that's great to know. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll, it'll be much It'll be a highly anticipated matchup, and it could go down. Uh, hopefully this summer we can have a league summer meetup, uh, something we didn't get to do. Last year, obviously, yeah. it's been a while since we've all been able to get together. We had the yeah. the the meetup a few seasons ago down in Seattle. I think that was the last time as a league that the majority of the league came together. Vancouver. No, we went to our Marvel. Oh, that's right. Uh, Marvel later yeah, that that's season. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So that was the last time the majority of the league came together. Sure. So hopefully this summer we'll be able to do something. Um, obviously, nothing's been planned yet. We'll kind of have to play it by ear to see how things are going. Hopefully, everyone will be able to get vaccinated. Uh, pretty soon here so it'll be a lot safer for us to get together and uh i don't know where we're gonna have it at maybe you know someone's house or could have throw like a big barbecue or something like that um i think that i think that would be pretty fun to do pretty yeah. pretty reasonable thing to do I, so think so. I don't know if anyone wants to volunteer to host um but if you do uh make sure you let us know and then we can kind of start planning things from there and uh it'll be a good time I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw in my future, wherever I am in my future housing, I'm going to throw that in the ring. And now that might be, you know, a Portland apartment, that uh, a studio. It might be a van, you know, in Bend, Oregon. It might be a tent in Wyoming. Who knows? But I'll throw that in the ring. I also think that because um, before when we've done stuff like before the season, I think that like 
uh, Labor Day is always kind of like a good time because we already get a day off. I think that would be a fun time to maybe do something as well, preseason. If people, if we all of a sudden get to the, you know, July or August and people are still kind of cold feet about the whole COVID thing, that could be a fun weekend too. And it allows some people who are farther away to maybe not have to take time off work if they want to come back. Um, but yeah, I think that I, I'm really looking forward to just social interaction. That'd be great, you know? Um, and I actually love the idea of like a barbecue and we can invite all the families and wives and children. That could be a lot of fun too. Um, but we'd have to obviously hide the children when Hobie and I go at it because I'm expecting a lot of swear words. Um, and we haven't, and I'm just going to predict it right now that no, we're, it's going to be the first time you guys have seen someone massacred as bad <laughs> in a long time when I destroy Hobie. So hide your kids, hide your wife. Connor's out there. Yeah, multiple EIG babies now. I gotta give a shout out to Ben. Or, uh, yeah, that's right. His little boy Jack. Like I gotta say, that kid's got a kid's got a great head of hair. I, Jerry, you better watch out, dude, because I, I think uh, someone might be coming for your crown <laughs> as the hair champion uh, in this league. So I gotta you know gotta watch out for Jack. And multiple uncles. Jordan is now an uncle, just like me. So you know that uncle life—that's where it's at. You know you don't have to worry about diapers. You have to, you get a good sleep at night, and you're just enjoying the fact that the baby's there and you're playing with it. So you're you're literally—it's all the positives, none of the negatives. No responsibility, just like how I like my life. You haven't changed any diapers yet, Connor? No, I have not. Oh, damn. Well, neither to be honest, is, I neither is Joe. Well, so you're, you guys oh, well, are in the same boat. That's a bigger knock, but. Uh, in my defense, I haven't even seen my niece that much. She was actually a couple months early, and so my sister and her husband have been very protective just because of COVID and stuff, and I still go into the office. So I've only seen her a couple times, and uh, it hasn't come up yet, the whole changing of the diaper situation. <laughs> so I've been lucky. Better get practicing. But uh... Yeah, how would I practice that? What? How would I do that? Would I go buy a bunch of diapers and get, like, a doll and then yeah. get some – some brownie mix like what and <laughs> you make it happen if there's a will there's a way all right um, well. you know i don't know if you you know you got to prepare yourself maybe in, i don't know maybe in your future you, uh, you can uh you know i don't know what they taught you at catholic school but to to have a child you actually have to have sex uh but you know I there, are, we there are other options far. i don't know about that there are sure other options true. for you out there if, if that's not in the picture so just wanted to make sure you were aware. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, maybe you could send me some diagrams later. I'm not really caught up on that. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, if you want to volunteer for a potential meetup September, Labor Day weekend, definitely a, a good possibility there. Don't maybe. you own a house? I, I do own a house. But I'm just saying if others want, you know, I, it's, a, it's a, whatever you said, we are a shared bureaucracy or whatever. Other people can throw their name in that. Parliamentary right? Republic? Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, let us know. But uh, that's going to do it for today's special episode of the off-season question for Sunday. Special off-season episode. Uh, Connor, any last thoughts for those still hanging on for your last words? Yeah, if you've made it this far, it's, it's been pretty clear that Eric and I are out of podcast shape, so I apologize for uh, our boringness tonight. But we have some fun stuff planned. There's actually things in the pipeline that we have not brought up that we talk about secretly that we'd like to do with the podcast next year, some fun stuff. So stay tuned. Uh, I've, I can't wait to see you all next time we have the meetup. I will 100% be there. And, yeah, I hope everyone's safe during COVID. And I'm really excited for the fantasy football season. It should be great. All right. We'll uh, talk to all you guys later. Get your COVID shots. We'll uh, hopefully see you guys soon. Yeah, see ya.